Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Please be seated. Today is the feast day of the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the day we commemorate and remember the event that we recognize every time we say the Nicene Creed and the Apostles' Creed. In the Apostles' Creed we say, On the third day Jesus rose again, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Our gospel reading from Luke tells the story, the final verses of the book, and then St. Luke begins the book of Acts with a more thorough account of Jesus' ascension into heaven. For 40 days, Jesus visited with his disciples after the resurrection. He appeared on roads, on water, walking through walls with his resurrected body. He instructed them. He encouraged them. He forgave them. And then 40 days after his resurrection, he left. He was talking with them, saying, When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria, even to the ends of the world. And then, those were his last words. As they watched, he was taken up and disappeared in a cloud, and they stood there staring into the empty sky. And that was that. He was gone. For Jesus, it was a homecoming. As Philip Yancey, the author, writes, He, the creator who had descended so far and given up so much, was now heading home like a soldier returning across the ocean from a long and bloody war, like an astronaut shedding his spacesuit to gulp in the familiar atmosphere of Earth, home at last. And I don't know if you have ever wondered, but we might ask, why did Jesus have to go? Was it just a homecoming? The disciples just stared up in the sky, dumbfounded. There the Messiah went up into the clouds. They must have wondered, well, what happens next? What, what happens now? He's gone. And suddenly two men appeared in white robes, and they said, You Galileans, why do you just stand here looking up at an empty sky? Which is one of my favorite lines in all of the scriptures if you can imagine that. What are you looking at? (laughs) This very Jesus who was taken up from among you to heaven will come as certainly and mysteriously as he left. And then they left and returned to Jerusalem. Why did Jesus have to go? Here we are 2,000 years later, sometimes still looking up at the sky, wondering why he went, wondering when he will return. What would it be like if Jesus never ascended? Wouldn't the world be a better place? He could solve our issues, answer our questions, resolve our doubts. In fact, we could wonder about quite a lot of things. Why did God even create the world? Why did God do this? Why did God do that? And sometimes the answer to the why question is by looking into what Jesus is currently doing. And in our creed, In both of our creeds, we affirm he ascended into heaven 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. To be seated at the right hand of the Father is a symbolism or metaphor for power. We use it today suggesting that this person is my right-hand man. In other words, the best I have, or to put it another way, they speak for me. They are in a position of power. In our reading from Ephesians 1, we find out a bit about what this power is that Christ has being seated at the right hand of the Father. In our second reading, St. Paul wrote, the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he put all things under his feet. Jesus has received power above all things. His power is not measurable, far above all rule and authority, above every name. So what is Christ doing with this power? St. Paul writes in Romans 8.34, Jesus, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. He's praying for us. Why? Because we are the people of God. Back to Ephesians, our second reading, St. Paul wrote, And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. To the church. The church is Christ's body and he is the head. And not just in a way of authority, but also as the source of the church, the power of the church, the people of God. It comes from one source, the power of God, the power of Christ Jesus, who is seated at the right hand of the Father. In other words, the reason Christ ascended is so that he can be active through the ever-expanding people of God, the church, the ecclesia, the gathering community of God's people. And he fills his people with the Holy Spirit so that we can do the work of ministry to a broken world. Declaring that Jesus is coming again, declaring the greatness of God, declaring that we can be saved from the curse of sin and death. And this is our mission as the people of God, which is why Christ Jesus said right before he ascended, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. We are witnesses of these things. In other words, we give testimony to what God is doing. So as his body, we carry out his mission in the world. And so we may ask another question. How is the church doing with this task? Like many things, I would suggest it is a mixed bag. On the one hand, we might suggest the church is doing very poorly. We might point toward the bickering back and forth between denominations. Where's the unity? We might suggest the, the crusades, the inquisition, Christian slave trade, child abuse within the church, and so on and so on and so on. We might suggest the breaking down of our ecology, 
moral structures, human sexuality, and secularism, to name just a few things. But then on the other hand, the church has been doing great. The spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the far corners of the earth. The difference people like Mother Teresa, William Wilberforce, Dorothy Day, St. Francis have made to name but just a few. The influence the church has had on the advances of education, the dignity of life, science, health care. The church has thrived and withered at the same time. Not that we need to build some massive balance sheet to see exactly if it's really working out in God's favor or not. Because in the end, this is the way God chose it to be done. God's ways are not always our ways. As we can read from Isaiah chapter 55, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Just because we don't understand doesn't mean we're right. In the end, who are we to question God? Even Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. The ascension made the way for the Holy Spirit to come and to come in power to transform our lives so that we can fulfill the mission of Christ Jesus sharing the good news to the whole world. And much to our surprise, we aren't perfect, <laughs> but we do have the power of God to encourage us and to transform us and to help us and to comfort us and to give us the strength to share. The ascension means that we get to participate with God's mission. God is using us to fulfill his plan for the world. And what a privilege that is. May we not take lightly our responsibility to this mission. To pray, to share, to give, to care, and to love. May we walk in the power of Jesus as he intercedes for us, that we walk in the mission that he's called us to. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.